This installment of Nowhere California is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash nowherecalifornia and begin your free 30-day trial and receive an audiobook. With no catches and no commitments, what do you have to lose? Go to audibletrial.com slash nowherecalifornia today and start your trial now. Welcome to Nowhere California Presents, our conversation with Emily Felt and Laura West, the creative minds behind the graphic novel Olive and the Underworld from Stan Lee's 2017 Los Angeles Comic Con. Hey everybody, it's Josh and welcome to Nowhere California Presents. We are jumping back into our coverage from Stan Lee's 2017 Los Angeles Comic Con. Our apologies to everybody we talked to. The holidays and life kind of caused a couple of speed bumps for us, so our apologies once again. Before we get into the mix, I uh, just want to welcome anybody that is new to Nowhere California and feel free to drop us a line at facebook.com slash nowhere California or nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com and always check out our website for everything that's coming up in the world of nowhere at nowherecalifornia.com. Enough of that. Let's get to the fun part. Um, in this installment, we are talking to writer Emily Felt and artist Laura West. They are the creative minds behind Olive and the Underworld. Olive in the Underworld is a full-color graphic miniseries that follows the orphan girl named Olive as she tries to find a home for herself in the regular world and uh, the world of Beal. And as you're reading the story, you stumble across the fact that a bus accident has taken her and her classmates to the world. Uh, I guess the best way to describe this new world is uh, Purgatory. And with her goth leanings, uh, Olive has kind of a better idea of what to expect in this world than her slightly clueless classmates. That description is a very simple way to describe something very big. Uh, as I talk to these lovely ladies and delve into this world of Olive in the Underworld, you got to realize the story and the creation of this world is very vast. And I enjoyed every moment of this conversation with these ladies. So as always, I'm going to shut up because I don't like doing these intros. And I'm just going to throw it to the conversation with Emily Felt and Laura West and our discussion of Olive and the Underworld. California in our past, we've always loved to talk to independent comic book creators, and we are talking to two creators right now that were suggested to us by our good friend George Walsall from Mohel. So we are talking to Emily Felt and Laura West. How are you guys doing? Hi, we're good. We're good. <laughs> How's con been so far for you? Uh, it's been it's been really great. We've gotten to talk to a lot of people. Um, we're always like really thrilled to have uh, like uh, teenage girls, like tween girls, 13, 14, 15, come and talk to us. Uh, it's, it's a target. Uh, group for us, uh, or just, you know, a group that connects well with our comic, and they're just amazing, <laughs> they're so amazing, they're like doing their own comics, they're doing animation awesome. on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. they're like, we just are having these conversations, and they're like telling us their stories and what they're doing, and so, uh, they're amazing. Like multi-layered stories, and I was like, when I was their age, I was writing so-and-so, falls in love with so-and-so stories, <laughs> like just really, and they're just, yeah, they're amazing. They're like, I want to see that story. Yeah. Like when are they, they going to get that done? Yeah. So it's been great. Like, that's one of those are always a highlight for us. Our, our meeting 
uh, those tween girls. And before we really dive deep into this, uh, tell our listeners what Olivia Know the World is. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, it's actually Olive and the Olive. Underworld. I butcher your name. Mis- <laughs> common misperception. It's fine. If it doesn't know where I butcher names a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have easy names. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ours is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Olive is, it's kind of got a Tim Burton feel to it. It's a little bit dark, a little bit whimsical, but at the heart of it is Olive, and she's an orphan goth girl. She lives in Miss DeLuise's home for unwanted girls. She uh, doesn't quite fit in and has a little bit of a different sense of humor than a lot of the girls and the boys around her. And uh, and then in the middle of the book, they all they all uh, they all perish in a very tragic bus accident and head down to. Uh, do you want to take a look? Sorry, there's just someone here. Um, Remember, I edited everything, so if you just okay. pause to talk to people, okay. Oh, okay, great. Um, they die, perish in a very tragic bus accident and go to purgatory, and it's there that Olive is like, oh, this is this is a little bit more comfortable. This is this is my jam. This is my world I'm here. kind of this is this is cool. These are all the interesting things, and everybody else is like, uh, I get me out. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be here. I have a test coming up. This is very important. And so that's basically where we end volume one, and we're working on volume two right now. And we're gonna have a Kickstarter for the first part in uh, the spring, and it's overarching. It's the, the themes are uh, what is home, uh, sanctuary to yourself, where do you belong, and she gets to know her classmates a little bit better and kind of understands that a lot of those judgments that you make may not always be accurate, you know, or how, how we tend to just kind of view other people, and maybe she isn't quite as alone as she thought she was, you know, so, so those are the overarching things. Um, I was lucky enough, uh, George actually let me kind of dump through his copy of it, oh, awesome. being a poor press boy, <laughs> money for these Celia. trips. Celia. Um, how did you guys decide the look of this comic book? Because this comic book has a very interesting but amazing look, in my opinion. Like, some of the pages, there's panel upon panel of information. I'm like, it, it's not really a sensory overload to me, personally, when I was looking through it. It was more like, the story is flowing so perfectly. I'm like, ripping right through it. So oh, how, how How did the look develop for you guys? I'll, I'll start, and then I'm going to have yeah. more answer it. So, like, when I was first writing it, so I, a color was very important to me, and expressions and things like that. And, um... And just in terms of the overall look, like those things were very important to me and how she expressed herself. So when I saw Laura's page <laughs> website, I was like, oh my gosh, it's perfect, it's perfect. This um, is perfect match. <laughs> I was like, yeah, when I first saw it, I, was, I literally was like, oh. I, there was, and I remember I can picture the two pictures, one for an expression and one color that I was like, which is perfect. But, uh, so I would just say in terms of the look, those are the two things that were two very important. But in terms of pace and flowing, just in, I don't know, I'll, I'll let Laura answer that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, well, well, the way Emily wrote the script, too, I had, you know, here's like, what I would like to see happen like for panels. and, and so, and it, But it wasn't necessarily like, you have to stick to this. So if I had an idea um, that maybe four panels instead of six or this, you know, would work better for the page. But yeah. um, I have always loved comics and, um, and also movies and storyboarding and how all of those intersect and 
how the different shots that you choose can yeah. influence like how intimate a scene is or how if you're establishing a location or things like that um, and how it, how to you know keep things how to do dynamic page layouts that you know kind of keep keep your how to make the eye travel easily yeah. but also in an interesting way not necessarily just across yeah too. yeah so, definitely yeah so all of those things like that that whole figuring out process I love that in the yeah. beginning so it's like a puzzle yeah, yeah. it's like a puzzle and just like page turns are really important so it's always like kind of tricky so you don't have too much over uh, over explaining of something you want to keep things moving yeah. but at the same time you want to make sure the page like, how keeps flowing, keeps flowing yeah. and you have a um, something that makes you want to turn the page and then kind of having a flow between the two pages that are open yeah. but then also important in terms of just like keeping up the pace but also there's some places where you just want to let it, the art breathe yeah. and just let you take like, a landscape or a, a feeling or something if she's having like like a moment you really want to just kind of like have a nice big panel that just lets like lets the artist go to town and like really show you what that feeling is so you can kind of take a moment and just like look at that and then and then go back to the pacing so, oh, yeah. um, as more people see Olive in the other world I got the name right this time yay, yay. <laughs> um, as more people uh, discover this comic book and meet up with you guys and just kind of learn this world uh, what are your hopes for the future of this book uh, actually we were just talking about earlier like right now just getting volume 2 done that's what our real hopes are um, you know we haven't really thought too specifically like we want this to be a TV series or anything like that I think we just really love the character and love the world and just uh, love the connection that we've made with, yeah. with some readers and just want to continue the story and stay very true to Olive but I think we're also just really open to to what comes our way that's amazing. And uh, before we wrap this up, um, we talked a little bit about the girls that have been by your booth yeah. with their ideas and everything. What um, advice would you have for just any creative person in general to kind of get that encouragement to themselves to get to this point where they're at the con, at their own booth, or just getting their work out there? What kind of advice would you have for them? Um, first of all, I would say just look at the, the task at hand. When you start thinking like, oh, I've got to do this, and then I've got to get it published, and then I've got to let you get started. It starts getting to be way too much. Like, just focus on the story and focus on the page. Yeah. Um, and for writers in particular, uh, a big advice is like, allow yourself to daydream. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, what's something to do? And I've got, and I feel it's really important just to go outside and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and stare out or like go for a long walk without earphones on and just let your mind wander and process. And so I think that's a big piece of advice people don't ever think about. And so what advice for... I, I was actually talking about this with um, someone else, a gentleman who came up and said, how do you, how do you actually get things done um, to yeah. get to this point? And I said that I break things into as small, um, small bites as possible. And so, you know, I'll make a to-do list and it will be, like I was telling him when I applied for art school, I was so scared to do it. And so, and it took me like months and months of procrastination. And then what I ended up doing was making a checklist that said, print off, the, print the application. And then like the next one was like, fill out the easy parts, which is like my name <laughs> and my address. And like the next one was like, do one of the short essays, you know? Yeah. And, I, and so within like a week and a half, I actually got done what I had, I had been procrastinating on out of fear for four months. And, yeah. so, and so once I re realized like, 
like, oh, I can actually get things done that way. That's kind of how I started to approach lots of bigger projects. It's the just, same here. That's the checklist yeah. is my ammo for everything. Yeah, and just small, manageable things where it feels like I'm making some sort of forward progress yeah. is, yeah, just keep. Oh, and the other thing that came up too <laughs> yeah. that my art teacher said. One of my art teachers said in school was, um, "Done is better than perfect." So, like keeping that in mind too. It's you know we all strive for per, you know perfect and perfection. Yeah. But just. Having it done and being able to put it in people's hands is that's yeah that's the thing to really shoot for. So right, and before we get to nowhere, California's trademark question, uh, let everybody know where to find you guys online. Any upcoming things you want to plug or anything? This is your moment to do that before we get to that question. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, they can always find any kind of information about us or how to contact us or where to buy things, all that kind of stuff. We have a website www oliveandtheunderworld.com. We also have a Facebook page and we'll uh, keep that up to date a little bit more because we're going to be having a Kickstarter in March. For and, uh, please definitely keep in contact with us. Um, we'll be more than happy to make sure we spread the word and oh, awesome. help any way we can. That's how we met up with George and everything. We were helping oh, cool. out with his Kickstarter and everything. We'd love to help independent creative, independent creative people get their word out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, that's how to find us. Yes, definitely. And now question. Uh, Nowhere California has a particular end question we'd like to ask everybody. I have a script of this too in my brain. Yeah. And we're going to post it to you guys right now. Emily and Laura, what is your favorite WTF movie moment? Okay. Sure. I actually thought of a better one than la than the one that, yeah, I've been thinking about that one. But, um, so, what well, I... you got to say the first one though. we got to know. <laughs> okay. Did well, she do two? Yeah. If you wanted to do two. Okay. I, I, I think I have one. The first yeah. one is a, is a mild one uh, and it wouldn't be popular because I think most people love La La Land, but I was sitting in it and they started singing and all this and I went, what the fuck? That was gorgeous. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one that I thought of just now was um, when I went to see, um, I went to see 28 Days Later with a friend and I thought it was a sequel to the Sandra Bullock 28 Days. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite mix up. Yeah, so within the first couple like minutes of that, <laughs> I had it that moment. Were, uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you heard of the uh, documentary The Aristocrats? Uh-uh. It's this I've documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary about the dirtiest joke ever told. Oh. And it's different com comics telling the joke. I remember reading a story where this grandma took her grandkids thinking it was the Aristocrats. Oh, no! And then five minutes into it before they bolted, I'm like, George Carlin's in three minutes of it. <laughs> How did, why did he get to five? <laughs> like, oh, this is, oh, no. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Well, yeah. It, well, I was like, how, how can you mix that up? Yeah. Especially just the opening sequence is like, wait. It's just like a poster. It's around. Like, I think that would give you a pretty good indication. Yeah. Oh, another side uh, WTF for me. I still remember seeing House of Thousand Corpses. You remember that poster? Right? Yeah. Where it, it's clearly a horror movie. Yeah. A bad horror movie. Yeah. People had their kids in there. <gasps> Why? Uh, but like the name of it, Thousand yeah. Corpses. I think it's a very <laughs> good indicator the, that it's a movie, child friendly movie. There's parents in the back of the room like, I'm like, maybe it's time to take them out. Yeah, I'm like, out. you deserve that. Kid does not deserve that. You deserve it. Oh. I hope they ruin your night completely. Yeah. Oh, I hope they're so fine. They're yeah. not traumatized by this, but... Forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now yours. Okay. <laughs> um, my, uh, 
WTF moment was just the end of Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. I'm still mad about it. I saw it in the theaters. Still very, very angry about it. I mean, why? Why? Why would you make a whole movie about just it's? Yeah. yeah I, uh, I can't even. I just. It's, I, it's either, why? It's why? Why? What's the, what the point of that whole movie? Like, try and do your best, and then everything will go horrible. <laughs> like, try to better your life. Try to like make contact. You know, like connections, and try to like get out of your zone and like make connections with people and really love people and then just have it all just go to hell yeah. yes, and just be destroyed by it and see like why 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 totally, so anyway totally that agree movie. with you on that one once yeah. again thank you so much for can I say us. one really quick one that I love though <laughs> oh, okay. it's not a WTF moment but I just saw it again and I have to say it's one of my favorite all time parts of a movie yeah. but it was in Wonder Woman when the Amazons are riding out on the beach oh yes and just that one little moment where they go to Antiope and she gets like that little squint like little smile and she's like bring it oh yeah kind of like kind of goosebumps yeah like when, uh, Batman meets Superman when Apocalypse knocks her down yeah and she kind of just turns over and looks at him like oh bring it bring it so I I just have to say because I just I just saw it again last week and yeah. I was and I just that one moment and it's just like a very quick one it just flashes on her yeah. face and she's just like riding out with that look <laughs> on her face with that just that little smile like confidence and like so I just wanted to just as a palate cleanser for the million dollar baby um, so anyway that's like one of my just it's not a WTF moment but it's, ugh, it's I love it I love it I love it so much it was so awesome so, talking anyway. to you guys <laughs> thank, thank you so, so much, much. <laughs> thank you for indulging me in my wonder.